Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is 3 and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heupel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a smooth shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor. Into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming. And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me. I can't even do this. You guys yelling at each other. We were yelling. Oh, no. The mics would have picked that you up, Nate. Mi- you were miming. Well, he's got some work to do yelling. back there, and he's dragging his feet. The White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. It's a Victory Monday edition of the program. Nate Hodges, Houston Kress, Adam Hickman, intern Brett. The gang's all here. Vols basketball. Rolls over the weekend. Hmm, they did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Just as I predicted. What did? What was your score prediction? I don't remember, but you gotta keep in mind my score prediction was without Vescovy. Why did you do it without Vescovy? Because yeah, why did you do that? Chris tried to tell you he was practicing. Yeah, but several times I tried to tell you that. I don't know. My prediction was eighty to fifty-seven. Ooh, pretty good, Chris. Pretty good. I really 70, need, needed that last 56. three by Ziggler to go in, and I'd have felt real good about eighty to fifty-six. Mm-hmm. So close, so close. What a game! What a performance! Yeah, uh, Vescovy and Tyreek Key both back in the lineup. Vescovy starting. Q 
he not. And according to advanced analytics, Tennessee actually started their most productive lineup on the season. Well, we're missing your Plavzic, yes. Yeah. Didn't even so, realize it. But Ziegler gets the start. <laughs> Josiah James gets the start. Josiah James off the, uh, you know, he's obviously missed a couple games, but dropped in 22 big he, points. He said after the game he's off the uh, pitch count, the, the clock. It's yeah, the minute, good. The minute clock. Good. Whatever you want to call it. 31 minutes. 22 points, four of six from three. Also tied for the team lead in rebounds with seven, along with Jonas Adu and Tyree Key. Hmm. Zakai Ziegler, who Adam says sucks, another double-double, 12 points, 10 assists, only one turnover for the little fella. You know what's funny? We did when that whole round-and-round thing about him being, like, how good a guard he is in the SEC. It was said at least four times. By Dane Bradshaw. I heard it. Well, I heard it on the radio also. Okay. By Burt Burlkamp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those are two Sli- former balls right bi- there. Slightly biased. Maybe a little. I heard it on a highlight show. <laughs> was it the one Slay was on on <laughs> SEC Now? That's, I, uh, so. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> former balls loves Akai Ziegler. But what's funny is. I don't think Hickman was wrong when he said he was overrated because he's a good story, and there's nothing wrong with that. Unless you're Hickman. Where where Hickman rated him, whatever, you can argue that all day long. He said there's eight guards better that he would take. Not point point guards. I I I said guards. He doesn't listen. He just screams. But what's funny is, is it possible that Ziegler – once he got over his, uh, you know, for, once he was forced to start, and now that he has to be a starter, mm-hmm. and now he is a starter, what if he's now become the best point guard in the SEC? It's going to be a tough <laughs> road to hoe for Adam like, Hickman. I mean, when he doesn't turn it over and he knocks down threes, like, he's a completely different player. He was only two of eight from three, but he did hit Still, some big ones. though, but he made threes the game before. I mean, it's, Yeah, right. It's, yeah, Wade Taylor and Mark Sears might have something to say about that, but... <sighs> I don't even know who those guys play for. Everyone in the conference knows who Zakai Ziegler is. Uh, Taylor plays for A&M, and Sears plays for Bama. All right. Bama's really good. And I think maybe Zakai We get it. Sh- I think maybe Zakai should start, but I do like the element of having him and Joe come off the bench, but I think maybe Joe slides back into that starting role. Well, it looks like he is no longer going to start. Can we just – I know this is a lot to ask of Rick Barnes. Oh, boy. Can't we just start our best lineup? <laughs> we the, did! I know. And because see what of, happened! Because, we freaking scored! And we did it because of injury, too. That's what I'm saying, No, Chris. No, 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 no. Dane right. Bradshaw said this was the plan all along, and it just so happened that Euros Plovzic woke up sick on Saturday and was unavailable, but the plan was to start this lineup Regardless, well, there you go. And honestly, I don't. It doesn't really matter who starts until March. But in March, I would really like the best lineup to start basketball games. I know that's crazy. <laughs> I know that sounds like a weird concept. But wow, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to research on that. When you one. get off to a good start, mm-hmm. it's really helpful with the whole scoring points thing. We did really get off to a great start, though. It took us a little bit. I know, but that, still. 
Like, just start your best lineup. No, I agree. I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if maybe Plavsic over Kumwa wouldn't be the better lineup, though. Kumwa did the thing again it where might be. I'm he not gets up this. against some bigs that are yeah. kind of physical and he just disappears. It, it and and the best the, the best starting lineup might change based on your opponent. Mm-hmm. But last season, everyone would agree, Rick Barnes included, that the lineup you started in the tournaments mm. wasn't your best lineup because it didn't play together virtually the rest of the game. And they even started that lineup in the SEC tournament, which obviously continued to work. Since you won it, but it still didn't get you off to very good starts. And then when you did it against Michigan, it cost you the game. So that's where I'm at. But if he starts his best five, won't you miss the conversations we always had to hear last year when they'd be like, now, these guys don't start, but this is who Rick Barnes is finishing the game with here. Well, I mean, I, I don't yeah, I don't care, though. Like, what, what does that matter? Why would we I, miss those conversations? I just had to hear it so much last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of got sentimental about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, is Mark Sears the point guard from Alabama? Yeah. Okay. We play them in, what, two weeks? I don't know. Something like that. It's a shame that's not going to be on Saturday, but whatever. But we get Texas in game day this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big one. Only university to host game day four times in a calendar 365 days. Not the calendar year, but, you know. One, one season. That's I, now the 24th time I've heard that. I, I, well, I was just making sure Maybe you had more. heard it. I know. This is the first time game day has been to Knoxville since 2011, right? For In basketball, basketball yeah. When we had the doubleheader against Vandy for men and women. Is that what it was? Yep. That's a weird one. That would have been what, Conzo's first year? Ooh. Or was that Bruce's last year? 2011. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just not really sure. Vols commit eight turnovers but force 19 against the Tigers. LSU is that's rough. Trying to tell you guys they're not very good. Yeah. What'd you have us winning by? Nine? No, you had ten. You had full netage. You had full netage. Hickman, what'd you have, what was your score prediction? I don't you had a three-point game, didn't you? No, I don't think it was that uh, close. I think you did. I thought it was like six to eight. I Brett was back worried about it. I know. He was very worried. I just wor- think we, I thought it was going to be low scoring. And I didn't see scored. us putting up almost 80. It was good. It was good distribution, too. 39 in the first half, 38 in the second half. Tied the SEC record, well, Tennessee's SEC record for three pointers made in the game. What? Tied the Tennessee record. That's what I said. In SEC play. Right. Got it. What are you doing? You said it funny the first time. I know I did. That's why I stopped and corrected it on my way. Okay. Just making sure. 12 of 32. Took a bunch. Took a bunch, but shot 37.5%. Made 87% of our eight free throw attempts. Didn't get to the line much. Did not get to the line. It's just not something we do. Uh, 29 of 65 from the floor. That's 44.6%. LSU actually shot a better percentage from the floor than we did, 47-7. But Tennessee gets up 21 more shots. Well, they also went to the line 17 times. A lot more and missed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That's why those 19 turnovers are so big. That's 19 potential shots that LSU Lord. did not get up. They are awful. 
Yeah, they weren't very good. The crowd stunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was... Maybe 40% full? Yeah, maybe. But apparently, their uh, student section was jawing with our bench with like four minutes to go in the game. And I can't remember the guy's name. That LSU beat writer was like, gotta love these LSU fans. It's like, yeah, yeah man, that's that's big time. Talking smack, getting your uh, your head drilled in. That's really good. I mean, even the players were doing it. The Williams guy, he had a had a play where he was doing the little man signal, you know. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess it was kind of a big day for him. He got his 2,000th point as a collegiate athlete. Mm. So good for him. Vols win the rebounding margin by five. Uh, 15 team assists. Again, 10 of those coming from Ziegler. One for Phillips, three for Vescovy, one for James. Phillips looked good. Ziegler goes 37 minutes. Did you think Phillips was pressing a little bit? I did. Yeah, hey, I used to be committed to LSU. Got to come out and... If he catches that alley-oop over the rim, that is probably the highlight of the season so far in college basketball. That was going to be the nastiest alley-oop, and he had it. He just, I think he was thinking about what he was going to do after he made it. Mm. He did that a couple of times. Felt like he really wanted to put on a show against LSU, as Hickman mentioned, because he was committed there and... He was catching some heat from the crowd, and I think he wanted, you know, to impress. Oh, if he'd have caught that alley oop and just slammed that. Two down. or three from three. Yeah, looked comfortable back there too. It'd be really nice if he, because I feel like that's what Kennedy Chandler did last year. He didn't take that many threes early, and then later in the season he was good for almost three, four a game when he really needed them. And I mean, he wasn't scared to pull from you know the logo, but Phillips has a good shot. He needs to, if he can hone that in, just. Just a little bit. Went 4-4 four four from the line. 2 of 6 shooting. Meh. Meh. But no, he, uh, I thought he played pretty well. He uh, needs to stop getting into foul trouble so early. He he always, off of a missed the, shot. The first two were not his fault. Well, he does that quite a bit, though. He'll miss a shot, and he'll go just right over the back of you the know. guy in front of him. and. Mm-hmm. But the second one looks like he was coming around a screen and gets tripped, and they called the foul on him, which I didn't understand. Nate, did you watch this game? Yeah. Did you notice late when they were showing Rick Barnes on the bench, he uh, called money? Money. I did. You did notice that? I didn't watch the whole game. uh, There's a stunner. I mean, I had it on, but like once it kind of became secondary once Patrick Mahomes got hurt, but I kept my eye on it. Caught the highlights. Money. <laughs> they were just like, there he is, Rick Barnes. And he's just like, money, 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 money. Money. His favorite play. I was like, oh, brother, here we go. I think we got a layup, though. Yeah. I mean, we got whatever we wanted. Yeah, it's true. We kind of did. It's weird. I mean, I've watched LSU a couple times. It seems like they always start out the game, like, kind of ready to go, and they just fade so fast. Mm-hmm. Although in the second half they did score thirty four points. Hmm. What? They're now one and six in conference play. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. The combined record oh, in boy. conference play of the teams Tennessee has beaten. Do we re- uh, do SEC. we need this? Do, do we need? I'm just saying, like, dude, do, do we need the truth pill right now? <laughs> Can we not just enjoy the what teams happened? You've beaten in conference have a combined conference record of seven and twenty six. Dang. 
pretty bad. The only team with more than one win in the conference you've beaten is L- or, uh, Vanderbilt. They are 3-3 three and three in conference at the moment. Don't you worry, we get Georgia on Wednesday. <laughs> hey, this Georgia is sneaky good. <laughs> They've lost their last two. Well, better than expected. The SEC might seriously be a three-bid team or a three-bid league this year. Mm. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, and A&M probably going to be sitting on the bubble the rest of the season. You don't think A&M will get in? They didn't last year after a hot start in conference play. Their problem is they weren't good out of conference. They've been 5-1. and one. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, yeah, they hadn't really beaten anybody in the conference. No. Now that they lost. Kind of like us. Yeah, except we beat everybody else out of. So. We play A&M on the 21st of February. It's kind of late. We usually play them early, it feels like. Well, usually, uh, I guess we play them early when we play them twice, but we only play them once this year, right? They got. A t- I do feel like the SEC schedule this year is very kind of strange. They got a tough stretch coming up. They got a travel to Auburn Wednesday, uh, then they host Vanderbilt, they get Arkansas, who starting to look better, uh, Nick Smith starting to maybe get close to a return, then they got Auburn again. It's weird that we've already played Mississippi State twice. Yes. That's what I was saying, that the schedule is yeah. kind of weird. They front-loaded us with, and I know they don't necessarily know going into the season, but our schedule was very padded up front. And then it's going to be back heavy for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kentucky should have been the big showdown with us early in conference, but. Well, I mean, it kind of kind of was. I mean, it's a game you lost. We lost it. But no, but he's saying, like, Kentucky wasn't. I mean, I, well, I don't like that, though, because that's what we said all week. Like, the students weren't back yet. The environment stunk. And I just, I felt like, hey, like, just move that game a little further back. Give us a smaller gap between games against Kentucky. Like, that. I just don't like giving. The good programs in your conference, because they, they did know going into the season that Tennessee was going to be a top 25 team. They expected Kentucky to be the same. Give us home games when the students are there. Yeah, but no one. And not a know, noon slot. Knowing what we know now, pushing the Kentucky back would have hurt us because, I mean, they're starting to play better basketball. How could it? We lost the game. How I, could it hurt us anymore? I know, but going into it, you're essentially playing them at the perfect time. You just didn't execute well enough to win. Right. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe we didn't scout the lineups that they gave us. Because Wheeler hasn't been playing hardly at all. They've they've revamped that. Well, I mean, because the, he was hurt that day and didn't play. I mean, the five that's worked so well for them, I mean, the first time we saw it this season was, was against, against us. us. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It'd be nice if they'd have figured that out and we could have scouted that instead of having to be the uh, test rabbit for it and get our face punched. Well, you know, you get Georgia. Just sign up, Hickman. This is the best Tennessee team ever. No. You get Georgia Wednesday and then a big game day edition. Wednesday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texas on Saturday. Texas. Both games at home. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the conference schedule from then on out is a good bit tougher. Yeah, I mean, at Florida after Texas, which I don't think they're very good, but it is a road win. Yeah. Then you get Auburn at Vandy, Missouri. I mean, there's really not. You get South Carolina at home on the 25th. Outside of that, it is teams at or near the top of the league. This and some ro- tough road some, tests. Some tough, yeah, some tough road games. I mean, at, at Kentucky, at Texas A&M, back-to-back in late February. That's kind of tough. Texas will have the rest advantage on us. As you mentioned, we play Wednesday. They play at home tomorrow night against Oklahoma State. Yeah, but they got to travel, so we'll call that a wash. Mm-hmm. 
least well, we at least we get Georgia at home. Too, right? like Kansas, and Kansas Houston. got their doors blowed off. They lost two in a row this week. Both at home, I think. Yeah. Houston hmm. lost yesterday. Yeah, they lost a Temple, which is bananas. Wait. Why have they not updated this? UCLA. That's that's lost. Houston's second loss, right? Because they lost to Bama. Who's the second loss? Yeah. The ESPN yeah, app won't update it until the top 25 comes out today. They can at least update the record. Yeah. Uh, UCLA also lost. Gonzaga lost. I mean, TCU beat Kansas by 23. Mm-hmm. Sean Miller and the beatdown. Musketeers dropped one to DePaul this week. Did let's see here. You might crack the top five. Texas lost to Iowa State last week, so they may drop. Tennessee could move up to. They could move up quite a bit, actually. What did we drop after the loss to Kentucky? Like five spots, four spots? I think it was five. Of course, Kentucky was unranked at the time. Well, we went from five to nine, right? That's what I thought, yeah. That's why I couldn't remember if it was four or five. Yeah. I mean, we could. We'll probably be. Let's see. I mean, they're not going to drop. I don't know because that's an unranked Temple team. TCU's at least. It was at home ranked. too, right? It was. Yes. Kansas lost two in a row. Yeah, Kansas will be. We'll be ahead of Kansas. You're going to be ahead of UCLA. Purdue will be one. Purdue will be one. Two. Bama two. Yeah. And then Houston probably drops to. I guess they could only drop four. Houston to three or four. I mean, they got some help with everybody else losing. Did UCLA win this weekend? No, lost. no, they lost Arizona. Wow, so Tennessee might be back up in that five spot. Yeah. Yep. Off and running on a victory Monday edition of the program. Take a spin around the SEC, talk some more hoops on the flip Whee! side. Stick with us right here on 3 and Out. Welcome back to Three and Out right here from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, a fan-run radio. Tennessee, big win over LSU, 77-56. There weren't a lot of surprises in league play. Um, Ranked teams, Alabama beat Missouri easily, even on the road, 85-64. Auburn... Went on the road and handled South Carolina easily, 81-66. Arkansas at home over Ole Miss, 69-57. And Kentucky at home pulled away late to beat A&M, 76-67. Florida, 61. Mississippi State, 59. And Vanderbilt. (laughs) Mississippi State had every chance to tie that game at the end and just couldn't get one to go down Mm. from about two feet. We talk about how Tennessee struggles to score at times. It's nothing compared – to the bottom half SEC teams. No. You talk about anemic offense. Um, and finally, Vanderbilt uh, 85, Georgia 82. Was a lot of scoring in that game. But. It, it It's amazing to me how some of, sometimes these teams just like cannot score. When they're playing Tennessee, it's not that hard to understand why. Because the defense is just so good. Yeah, it's – I mean, I, th- I think it's a very 
I think part of it is it's a very athletic conference, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have teams that aren't great at you know the basketball, like from a skill standpoint, they're still really athletic. So it 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 just makes for some ugly ugliness on the offensive end. But Tennessee's, you know, the the schedule's definitely harder in the back half, but they're perfectly positioned to, you know, make another push for the conference title. Hmm. Everything's in front of you. So we think Alabama goes to one. Yeah, you got it all figured out now. I mean, not necessarily. I'm just saying. Okay, I was just saying. They're going to go to one. All right. Alabama to one. Just looking at the Kim Palm. Houston's still number one in the Kim Palm. Tennessee, two. Bama, three. UCLA, four, but they lost. Purdue, five. They'll be two. Uh, Connecticut's at six. I don't know what they did over the weekend, but they've been on a bad skid lately. Connecticut. I thought Connecticut was 15. That was reading Kim Palm. Oh. Uh, they did beat Butler over the weekend. They beat Butler by 30. Mm. But they still lost five of their last seven. Hard to believe they've lost five of seven and they're still 15th. Probably dropped today since that Seton Hall loss I don't think has been accounted for yet. Uh, let's see here. See what the old bracketology says. Um, okay, this hasn't been updated since Friday anyway. So Andy Katz has us as a one seed. So not counting ourselves, we've played the top, or we haven't played the top five teams in the SEC standings, and we have played the bottom four teams in the SEC standings. Like we've literally played the worst teams in the conference. Yeah. Actually, we played Mississippi State twice, so the we've played five games against the bottom four teams in the league. Mm. Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, South Carolina. We haven't played Georgia, Missouri, or Arkansas. Played Georgia this week. We did play Vanderbilt. That's the only team that's kind of in the middle. And then uh that you know, we we haven't played Florida, Kentucky or Florida, A and M, Auburn or Alabama. Obviously, we did lose to Kentucky. So that's crazy. I mean, I, I don't. You know, doesn't mean you're a bad team when you beat bad teams. It's just interesting how the schedule is that imbalanced. Uh, announced attendance Saturday, Hickman was ten thousand four hundred and sixty-two out of a possible thirteen thousand two hundred and fifteen. I call BS. Yeah, that's being very generous. That is tickets sold. Hmm. Vols attempted eight shots that were non threes outside the paint. Hit two. Mayshack was one of those, right? Yes, that long two pointer. Oh, that was. Some- Pretty offense there. Yeah, it was. Made the shot. Yeah, not the guy you thought that possession would be ending with. Well, didn't he hit, just shot. miss a three possession before? Might have been even that possession. I thought he was just going to pull it again, and then he just gives a nice pump fake. Well, Ziegler was almost more open than he was, but he made the extra pass, yeah. and then he pump faked. And I was like, come on, let's not waste this. Because that's when Vescovi went flying in the lane, 
had kind of like three opportunities to shoot pass and kept holding it and kicked it out. It was, uh, it was pretty. No, it was awesome. good basketball. Yeah. We had a couple moments like that. So we took eight. What do you consider mid range shots? Yeah, two for eight. Mm-hmm. That is what's uh, nice about this team compared to some of the the previous Tennessee teams post Grant and Admiral. We're not. We're not taking a bunch of mid-range shots. Like I'd, r- I'd rather us shoot more threes and get to the basket. Mm-hmm. How eight. many free throws did we shoot? Eight, seven of eight. Eh, That's still low. Yeah. No, yeah, we don't. We just don't get to the line much. Um, which is kind of weird. I mean, we took a pretty good amount of paint shots. Which typically is where the defense kind of clusters up, and you can get some contact. But mm-hmm. you know, look, what were the what was the team foul situation? Tennessee charged with seventeen personal fouls. LSU sixteen. So we had one more foul, but they shot nine more free throws. Hmm. I just don't get it. Do we just do we just foul in the post a lot? And other teams just don't foul in the post? Are we just not getting the benefit? Is, we don't it, is have, it the orange? We don't have many. Like, our post guys aren't that aggressive, typically. Well, especially in this game. Yeah, definitely not in this game. So we're not we're not getting – we're not get, our, our, post, our bigs aren't getting fouled shooting mm-hmm. much. And our guards aren't, you know – Zakai doesn't get fouled to tongues. He's so tiny. We had a good amount of offensive rebounds, so what are we doing when we get offensive rebounds? Are we not trying to go back up? Are we getting it blocked? Because you think those could lead to fouls, you know? Uh, LSU did not have a block. That's a good question. I mean, I think Zeke... I mean, a lot of those are long offensive rebounds off a brick or something. Just saying. No, that's true. You miss a three and it goes flying backwards, but you get it. It's an offensive rebound, but you can't exactly go right back up with it. Julian Phillips, uh, as good as an offensive rebounder as he's been this year, sometimes when he gets the board there off a miss, a little hesitant to go right back up and go into contact. Yeah. I think it's just the makeup of the team. Like, it's just. Like, Josiah's such a big guy, but he's, he's just. He's not a, you know, play to the rim guy. He's. He's more of a, a he's more of a stretch shooter right now. Did anyone else just absolutely know he was going to miss that first dunk on the fast break? I just knew it. He he looks so uncomfortable in the air; it drives me insane. Because the guy can jump; he's a good athlete. Like he can fly around. At least he didn't Texas Tech it. Okay. He like rolled his ankle or his knee gave out or something. That's yeah. Sometimes his steps are just off. That's what it looks like. It's like so he's awkward. not he's not sure where to take off from. Like when do I stop dribbling? So then he takes off too close, and that's when he gets too far in and slams it off the back of the rim. And then sometimes he'll jump from further out, but he has plenty of jump and it's an easy dunk. And I'm like, yeah, just jump from a little bit further out. You're a good athlete. What are you doing? Yeah. just a weird problem to have (laughs) it is like that's why why i brought it up like he's going in for that first dunk i'm like nope Uh, (laughs) and he jumps up one hand and then there the ball goes and i just knew it was gonna happen i'm sitting there watching i'm like god because he's just you can tell when he starts he looks up and down so much he's like there's the rim here's me here's the rim here's me here's the rim and then he's like i'm gonna jump now no no no, i'm gonna jump i'm like dude just 
they're not going to call it travel. Like, don't get worried about it. Don't shuffle your feet. Just go up. If you're a little bit further out than you think and you can't make the dunk, just lay it up. But he gets too close, jumps up, and just slams it off the back of the rim. Back out to the three-point line. It's unbelievable. You heard of the movie The Sixth Man? Where his brother, like Pat, was yeah, yeah, the the ghost it reminds me of that. Like the ghost just comes out of nowhere. I'm like I'm trying to think, that was who's that? Marlon Wayans, and I forget Damon. the brother's name. Damon. Maybe he was having flashbacks to Madison Square Garden. Was the were they both in there? That or was it just Marlon Wayans was the the one who lived. I guess is the yeah. best way. To put. Did you ever see that movie? movie? Played for the Washington Huskies. I know what you're talking. His about. brother died. It's it's kind of weird. His brother goes up for a dunk and dies on the court. He has like a heart attack mm. and then comes back as a ghost and he's like helping. Yeah. It's like angels in the outfield, right, but right, basketball. Yeah. So and this his is brother a movie. gets mad at the end of the last game. He's like, you can't No, it's help real. Anymore. Yeah, you can't help <laughs> the, me. The ghost. Yeah. And he fires the shot to win the national championship and his brother's flying through the air as a ghost and he's about to like tip it in. Yeah. Or it's like, and he's like, no, just let it go. He's like sitting on the rim swatting shots. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, well, this is unbelievable. <laughs> or like, you haven't seen this? No, I, 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 can I can't remember if I've seen it or just. It's all so many. I love that movie, out, man. That was in the outfield too. Yeah. Typical trailers or uh, I remember the movie. You haven't seen this, it, and it does not sound like something I ever want to. It's watch. a comedy. It's funny, and it's sports. Nineteen ninety-seven, and it's the, the Wayans. Nineties movies, not my favorite. Jeez, <laughs> what a loser. Seventies <laughs> is where it's at. Seven, yeah, seventies. Mm-hmm. God, what a movie. We'll come back with more three and out. <laughs> Stick with us right here on Fan Run Radio. Final segment, hour number one of Three and Out, Victory Monday edition of the program. Great weekend for Tennessee basketball. Not so great for Josh Allen and Hickman. Mm-hmm. He's he's done. You don't even have to watch the NFL anymore. You got a lot of time, you know, freed got, up on your schedule. I got Brock Purdy to root for. And there's the next one. I... I did, and Jalen Hurts and uh, no, <laughs> it's Forty ers or bust. I did I did come to the conclusion this weekend that maybe I rushed picking my new team for once Brady's gone, so I might have to go back to the drawing board. What do you mean you rushed it? You've had the Bills selected. No, for no, like four no, years. no, no, no. You don't get Ever to ne- since I met you. You had the Bills as your next team. Well, I rushed it. You're such a punk. That doesn't count until Brady's officially out of the league. Oh, the first year without oh. Brady might just be a year of team searching. To wait to see who's yeah. the best. I see. I do have a Bengal stocking hanging in my basement. Oh, though. here we go. Here uh, we go. Joe, Joey Joe B. Cool. Gee, yep. imagine that. Uh-huh. Just going right to Burrow. I picked you that can't thing beat out him, when I was like six. Thought it looked cool. It's funny how you like have some tied all these different teams with something good. And If Agnew doesn't fumble, maybe this morning he's a Trevor Lawrence guy. Could be, you know? could be. If they had gotten by the Chiefs. That's definitely who I'd be rooting for, just the Cinderella of the playoffs. But That was a brutal fumble. That was. Did you see that? Nobody yeah. even touched him. Caught the ball. Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Caught the ball, cut, and then... <laughs> There it goes. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, do we start talking about 
Patrick Mahomes being a little bit of a choker. I guess it kind of depends on how the game goes, doesn't it? I mean, if if he's seriously banged up, though, which I mean, there's a decent chance he's going to be How's a that little choking. Yeah, <laughs> I he kind of gets a pass though, if you can tell he's battling a. I think that ankle will get worse this week. I'm not saying I'll be surprised if he plays, but he will not be able to move around as much. I know, Josh which is Allen's a big a part choker. of his off. What? Like Josh Allen's a choker at this point. He's got to win the big game. He's not done it. Reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning early on in his career. Okay. Just couldn't get it done. That was definitely necessary to say. They couldn't run the ball, man. Like, it was snowing. I know. uh, You could tell the Bengals definitely, for whatever reason, were adjusted to the snow. I mean, they look like the team that plays all their home games in Buffalo. Yeah, once it started snowing, I thought that would be advantage Buffalo, and it was Quite the opposite early uh, as Burrow just goes up and down the field on their first two drives for touchdowns. I I don't understand. I don't get it. I, don't, I just don't know what happened. Like, Stephon Diggs is screaming at Allen on the sideline. Uh, Diggs, four catches, 35 yards on 10 targets. Yeah, Allen, he put some bad balls in the area of Diggs. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I mean, he threw for 265, did have the pick. Burrow throws for 242, two touchdowns. Maybe, is that what it was? Like, the two touchdowns came early before the snow got, like, worse and the balls got soaking wet and heavier to throw? I mean, that was a smart plan by Cincinnati. They had guys wide yeah. open. And I was texting Bear during the game. Cincinnati was running double move pump and goes on those first two drives to, to get guys wide open. Because I mean, it's, it's, adva- for the defense. Yeah, it's advantage offense in that situation because the defense is so worried about their footing and they obviously don't know where they're going. And Cincinnati, it's like they it's almost like they slowed down but kept calling the same stuff. Cause obviously like in that type of weather, you're not going to be able to just speed and cut and run all over the field. So it's like the Bengals were more patient on their on their yeah. routes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're running their route. They're being very precise. They're not trying to overcut and slip and fall. And then they're—I mean—he had guys wide. That first touchdown was wide so open. Was the second one, yeah. Good rule of thumb, I guess, moving forward for the Bills if they're playing in the snow. Uh, don't have your secondary guys bite for everything. I mean, if, if he <laughs> yeah. catches it, you're at least keeping him in front of you. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. They kept running double moves, and the Bills' coverage is, oh, we're going to jump this, and then the Bills' pass rush was. Not very good. Both teams only had one sack, but it felt like Josh Allen was under duress most of he the was. day. Only guy that showed up for the Bills' defense was Milano. Mm, ten tackles for him. Tremaine Edmonds had 12. He also, Milano did have the sack and two tackles for a loss. And he did break up the mm-hmm, yeah. second Jamar Chase would-be touchdown. I mean... I don't know. It felt like Cincinnati put those two early touchdowns on the board and Said, all right, Buffalo, you're going to have to throw to get back in this one. And at that point, it was just – it was getting colder. Snow was falling. You think maybe the DeMar Hamlin story turned into a little bit of a distraction for the team? I told you guys this last week that eventually that catches up. Like, the emotional letdown has to come at some point. And we thought that was last week. Though. Right. We we, thought you thought it, that was what you saw against Miami. Like, okay, luckily Miami wasn't very good and you had your letdown. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know again. Like, I told you, it felt like they're – they kind of relied on, oh, well, all this stuff happened, but we're a team of destiny. We can go out there and just 
play our game, and they just weren't able to play it. I credit Cincinnati for that. They were well, they the, were prepared, and, and the and, Bengals are involved in the whole Hamlin situation to begin with. Yeah, but it's not it's not their teammate. But yeah, I mean, T. Higgins was shaken up from it, but not in the same way. But well, they were talking um, about how they were, you know, as a chip on their shoulder that. You know they, they were considered set, for a, a neutral site game because yeah. they could have won that game, and then obviously would have changed the the seating and everything. Yeah, the neutral site game for that matchup would have probably helped the Bills, given the well, the weather, given the it. weather, and how they look like they've never seen snow before. Yeah, but Joe Mixon said after the game the fact that they were selling the neutral site tickets before this game had been played was a big motivating factor for the big. How good is Joe Burrow? That dude, like nothing, nothing gets to him. No, nothing. It's like he's out there. Like he talks trash, but not the kind of trash that's going to get you in trouble or like probably even that serious. But he just goes out there and he plays and he has fun and he just looks. He looks good doing it. Got the best receiving core in football. That helps. Yeah, but I mean, he went through his first. I mean, he went through having to play at the, one of the worst offensive lines, mm-hmm. and usually that's what you know ruins it for young quarterbacks is they they don't have time. And he just, I mean, he did get hurt that one year, but just keeps playing. When they talked Never about playing, talked about on the broadcast just how they're using Jamar Chase in such a different way this year. Uh, his yards per reception down down by like seven eight yards per catch. Not a lot of deep shots going his way this year. I mean, I obviously was impressed with Joe Burrow, but I think I was just more disappointed in the Bills' defense. It's not like Burrow was out here making throws that were just leaving you with your jaw on the floor. Just terrible defense. I mean, yeah, especially early, but if I don't know, it needed more than 27 points to make me think this was just a terrible defensive performance. I think this is this is on the offense. Mm-hmm. We'll come back, kick off hour number two next, right here on three and out.